Foundations, students, leadership, student leaders. I, yeah. Yeah, Something like that. Yeah, it's such a mouthful. <laughs> um, people who volunteer in student ministry at Foundations. Thank you for checking out the podcast again. Uh, I am Ish. I serve as Student Ministries Director for our ministry. And I am here with Brother Phil. How are you doing, Phil? I'm doing well. It's not the groundhog. It's the regular Phil, I guess. <laughs> if regular means anything. <laughs> that, we'll accept it. We'll accept it. Phil, who do you have cheering? Uh, we're filming this the day of the Super Bowl, so we don't know how the game ends, technically. Uh-huh. Who are you cheering for? You know, I'm... The Packers aren't in it, so I, I'm I'm neutral. Um, You're a Packers fan too, man. Hey, it happens. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. You know, I feel like it's a disease that <laughs> gets caught here. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, I mean, from the Midwest, it's cool to see the Chiefs. Yeah. But also, um, from a 49ers, their organization, you know. Yeah. They're pretty. They they have a good experience and family culture in their in their organization. So. Yeah, that's right. So I, I see either way. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So I'm totally all in on the 49ers. Yeah. A little bitter against the Chiefs. They yeah. the Titans. <laughs> but uh, my uncle is a big-time 49ers fan. He introduced me to football. And so, yeah, a little bit of my childhood's coming out. Just yeah. cheering for them tonight. So that, uh, that'll be fun. Um, so, Phil, this is your first time of the podcast. Yeah. Not, uh, I know some people serve with you, but not everybody knows you. Maybe tell us a little bit about like family life, just to give us a little bit of context of your yeah. personal life. And then why do you serve in student ministry? Yeah, so sure. Um, my family and I, we moved out here about five years ago now. Um, we moved from the Midwest and, and Nebraska. Um, took a job out here. It's been um, an interesting um, journey. Yeah. Um, many um, downs, but some ups. Yeah. Lots of ups. Probably more ups than I give credit for. Hmm. But um, yeah, I have um, my wife and two daughters. One's 20. That's... Um, Looking to study in nursing at Grand Canyon University in Arizona. Yeah. And then my 17-year-old, um, she's looking to start a venture in life and um, finished her high school um, education. So it's going to be interesting to follow and watch what she goes there. Yeah, so. man. That's a whole new level of parenthood. Uh, yeah, it is. Absolutely. Wow, so, man. So, yeah, that, that kind of was um, why I got into ministry was the... Um, I saw there was that transition of my kids going through high school and, and being involved in youth ministry. And um, throughout my whole, you know, raising them, I was involved. Yeah. And I knew that that was going to come a point where um, they're going to be off on their own. And, and I wanted to stay some way yeah. connected and helping um, young people. So um, this is what led me to, to be part of Merge. So. Yeah. That's awesome. The amazing part is that... Um, as much as it's hard to see how much you help them, you plant the seeds, they've actually helped me more than yeah, I was Yeah, that's right. So, that's yeah. right. Phil, well, thanks for sharing, man. Yeah. I know just even at a personal level, in my short time here, you've, you've been uh, such a sweet person in our ministry. Just personal interactions. One of my favorite things I love to do is just hug you every time <laughs> I see you, man. And uh, You know, it's just good chemistry, uh, yeah. great personality, and we're happy to have you. On the team and on the podcast. Yeah. So, awesome. welcome, man. Um, you know, and just kind of going maybe into our first topic of conversation, uh, something I want to introduce is a thing I'm going to refer to as a culture insight. But essentially, things happen in life uh, that as a church we should uh, consider. Not necessarily that we are of the world, but, but we are in it. We are in it. Um, 
You know, and so this past week we had something tremendous happen with the passing of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and uh, seven other people on the helicopter. Right. Uh, and man, it just kind of shocked the world. And so I definitely have some thoughts, but Phil just kind of wanted to hear yeah. where were you? And then what did you just kind of observe? Yeah, so um, I was actually coming back from a men's retreat um, last night or last weekend. Hmm. And uh, so we were coming down the mountains and, and I just checked Game Cross News and it said that he was, uh, was in a helicopter crash, right? Yeah. And I had mentioned to the other guys that I was in the car with, and it was like a what? Disbelief. Mm. And, um, yeah, so it was interesting. Um, for me, personally, I was never probably showing my age. I've always <laughs> been a Michael Jordan fan. Okay, yeah, I hear you. So um, for the comparison of him and Michael Jordan, I never accepted that. <laughs> yeah, 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 I hear that. I hear and that. Uh, so I appreciate it. And, and, uh, appreciate the fact that he was a great player and all that stuff. And then I also know that he has some questionable stuff in the past. Sure, yeah. So I never really embraced and followed him like I do others, if you will, in that level. Yeah. The thing that struck me, though, is um, the girl-dad movement that's come out of this. Yeah. And the thing I didn't understand or really realize that he did love his family. Yeah, man. And so that can touch in my heart as yeah. far as having two daughters and, and understanding that. So yeah, he's uh, definitely, and, and then the thing after the fact that how much the culture of, of NBA really misses him and appreciates him, mm -hmm. that's that's neat. It's, yeah. uh, it's nice to watch. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you where I, I don't know that I had the personal admiration mm -hmm. um, for it to rock me. And yet at the same time, uh, Phil, I remember, at, uh, so I was at the gym when I found out about this. And I remember hearing about it and instantly in my head, um, not no reaction. It was just kind of like, I mean, it stinks, it kind of happens. Uh, but Phil, I, I felt this sadness, yeah. which was so surprising, mm -hmm. uh, which is so interesting when my head and my heart aren't necessarily on the same page. Right. So even processing through all of that was so interesting for me. But I guess in the end, what was so alarming was, um, I, I don't know how to describe it other than it, it's the type of tragedy that holds up a mirror, at mm. least for me. Mm. Sure. Um, you know, and then you jump into his baby girl being on there and yeah. all the other families impacted in this. Yeah. You, you just can't help but be overwhelmed. Or at least to, to sense... Uh, some, a sense of grief, right? Um, yeah. which was so interesting. And then I guess maybe the other thing that kind of set me off uh, on social media, not, not everybody's on their best behavior. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there was a wide range of reactions uh, specifically from people who, um, you, you know, just have no appreciation for, for Kobe and right. wanted to kind of take that time to express their views. And it just gets messy trying to, Express your truth while others are grieving. That's just right. really messy. Right. Well, and it shows what this world is about and, and, and that part, that side of the world that is just irritating when you have that difficulties and those, those allow, allow those people to feel that they need to have, oh, to have their opinion. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to, to ch challenge to walk through that. Yeah, it is. So, um, you know, so I know in kind of the student ministries world, 
um, we saw that a little bit from the kids. And this won't be the last time that uh, tragedy strikes the lives of our students, you know. And so I, I know if I could ever pass on something to people, it, it's really just the concept of like, uh, man, when people are in pain, that that that's not the best moment to to pass on your truth. There is a point, there is a platform, and and you should communicate it. But there's just something about pain and grief that distorts the capacity for wisdom, right, right. Um, you know. And so, in in one sense, it's just great to to just be present, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. Phil, thanks for engaging. Yeah. Um, hey guys, coming up next, we'll jump into our leader insight for the week. Um, we are going to be addressing how to do ministry to a multitude of people, even though everyone is on a unique journey. Stay tuned. So, um, hey, this is Phil. Welcome back. And um, at this time, we're uh, going to jump into, uh, Ish is going to talk to us about um, what we can do to help uh, lead teenagers. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Phil. And so this week for our leader insight, we always want to champion one of the uh, values. We talk about five big buckets. We ask for all of our volunteer leaders. And within those five buckets, there are three values uh, underneath each one. And so this week, the bucket we're trying to focus on is how to cultivate safety. And the teaser leading up to our time together right now was how do you do ministry to a multitude of people? Mm-hmm. Um even though everyone is kind of on a unique faith journey. Um, And and so this week's value that we're going to champion is the idea of respect the process. And all we're saying there, Phil, is that while we're all trying to chase after, like Jesus is the central figure, whether we're following him or trying to evaluate if he's worth following, he he is the center of attention. and, And yet, for each one of us, our next step is is different. We don't all have the next, the same next step to take mm-hmm. in this process, and and that matters. That's significant. Sure. sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I know that speaking on my my path is for so long I was always just I knew I was a Christian. I knew I loved Jesus, and until I finally realized that. A believer and a follower is a little bit different. Mm, yeah. And um, although they're they're similar, I felt like I wasn't being a true follower. Mm. So what I did was um, I started seeking and finding and asking questions. Yeah, yeah. So um, and and by no means am I where I need to be personally. I feel, but if I had that many years ago, that would have helped. Yeah. So you know. What are what are what are the things that I could have seen back then that I can do now? Yeah. Well, Phil, I think you you addressed it, man. You threw out this phrase, questions. Mm, yeah. You know, and so at least with leaders, what I try to do is, uh, and it's a little bit of a gosh, what's that movie? Karate Kid, uh, Miyagi, Mister yeah. Miyagi. Yeah. Uh, answering a question with a question. Sure. That that's the secret to honoring this value here. If everyone is in fact on their own faith journey, there will be moments where. Uh, as leaders, our input is solicited mm-hmm. uh, or or our feedback, like there's just an avenue to contribute it. And, and the better we can get at responding with questions, what questions do, Phil, is they invite people's perspective into the conversation, regardless of where they're at on the journey. Right. And, and, and so even 
like this past Wednesday night, we're in the dating series and I've got a kid who asks me, hey, so what about long distance relationships? Mm -hmm. Like, what's your input on that? And immediately the question that floats to the top of my mind is, well, what's your plan for the relationship? Sure. I'm contributing. Ultimately, my answer was going to be, hey, man, if you're going to do long distance relationships, you got to have a plan. Yeah, right. right. But instead of just framing it as, as a question, it invites this kid to share his perspective sure. and invite him into the thought process. Right. And, and what, what person, whether a teenager or adult, wants to be told what to do? Yeah. If you can have the person that is coming to you and presenting to you, hey, I have this situation, and you can ask that question, and they can answer it. They have that ownership. Yeah. That's where that's they right. can grow. That's right. And, and sure, there, there are some boundaries. Right. You know, sure. Any time somebody is expressing harming themselves uh, or harming others, there's just some automatic next steps that we have to follow through on that. But shy of that, right? Um, yeah, like it, it's on us as leaders to champion this concept of respecting the process. And one of the best ways we can do that is just by uh, asking questions. Or uh, I know in my life I haven't always been great at asking questions. Mm-hmm. So maybe passing off your definitive answer as just a personal perspective. So something along the lines of, well, for me, long-distance sure. relationships would involve having a plan. And what that qualifying statement does at the beginning, it's still your perspective, your feedback, right? but it's still inviting them to have their own yes, and see how they might react. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at. Hey, guys, coming up next, we'll jump into some details regarding upcoming happenings in the student ministry. Hey, hey, welcome back. So um, here we are. Um, so what's going on this week in Merge? Um, we just started the, uh, the series on dating. Yeah. So Ish, what, what, what do you got planned for this week? Yeah, absolutely. So this week we're going to spend some time in Ephesians chapter 5 and James chapter 1. Um, and, and essentially, uh, the, the big thing we're going to focus on is, and Phil, I'll tell a little bit about this story on Wednesday night, but... Um, there's something about a romantic relationship, or even when you have a crush on somebody, mm. um, you know, you look at them as something more than a friend, that just kind of becomes a little bit overwhelming sure. and consuming. You think about them, you you feel strong feelings, and, and if we're not careful, like, that is shackling. Mm, sure. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about on Wednesday night. Um, if I were to give out the big idea right now. Uh, it's simply this concept of don't make anyone your everything. Sure. And uh, Paul's going to talk a little bit about that, but we're also going to look at Jesus's brother, James, um, who's going to share a little something about that. If you want to read the passage ahead of time, okay, it'll be Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 and 16, and James chapter 1, verse 5. Very cool. Uh, looking for those insights. So I see... Next on uh, on our list here that we wanted to review, we got overtime February 9th from six to eight. What's that entail? Yeah, I'm really excited about this one. That is going to be a silent disco Bible study. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> so silent disco is kind of a thing that's taken off over the last few years, and it's just way more. It used to be like crazy expensive. Yeah, because uh, everyone's got to get their own headphones. 
but it's now way more accessible just kind of the way the market has uh, played out for that so okay. yeah we've got a ton of headphones coming in every kid will have their own and we're just going to have this really neat experience Sweet. Uh, so just imagine like everyone with their own headphones having a song playing distributed to them by a dj mm-hmm. as we're playing musical chairs or something okay. like that there's a big neon lights effect as well and so it's totally uh an experience and we're going to incorporate a bible study in that and so i've awesome. been telling kids uh you should be there just to say you were there. Uh, it may not be like the greatest thing you've been at, but you'll want to be able to tell the story of the time you were at a silent disco Bible study. There you go. Awesome. Um, so, and with that, we're doing a couple different things with the campuses. So Windsor Campus, I know you're joining the Loveland Campus campus for this event. It's going to look a little bit different for you. Your event runs from 5 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Windsor students will show up for a pizza dinner. Then they'll caravan over for the overtime event from 6 to 8 p.m. Then head back uh, for a parent pickup at the Windsor campus at 8.30. Gotcha. And then Loveland campus, it'll just be the event. 6 to 8 p.m., parent pickup, parent drop-off is at those times. No pizza dinner for Loveland. So, well, sorry, well, Windsor, well. You're, you're cool. <laughs> so then we uh, looking like we uh, murder mystery February 12th. Yeah, the Wednesday night right after overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just going to do a big, big activity together with our high school students. Uh, murder mystery, and really the vision behind that is we want to create neat opportunities for those who are not connected to the ministry to get connected. Sure. And so for a kid to join us for silent disco and then maybe come back out for murder mystery, we will have really neat creative ways to share the gospel truth and it's going to be amazing but those are just great on on ramps yeah and i know the previous experience i had with murder mystery it's really fun to watch and and i was able to participate so that was really fun it was a really good event for everybody a lot of creative acting yep so then we also got summer camp registration yeah so summer camp going to glory glorietta new mexico june 22nd through the 26th uh, registration opens Monday, February 3rd at 9 a.m. Spots are limited, and so don't wait on it. We've got fundraising ideas there uh, as well. The cost is 500 bucks, but you can fundraise up to $300, and there's some options on the registration form. So don't sleep on it. You don't want to get left behind. Sounds great. So, Phil, thanks again for joining us this week. Really, really appreciate having you here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah. Hey, guys, next week on the podcast, we'll talk a little bit more about um, the upcoming Wednesday night and what's happening there. But then we're also going to talk about how to extend your voice in the kid's life even after you go your separate ways. See you then.